welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings continue the tempestuous tale of Lieutenant Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez and all the fascinating little discoveries they made after the war. Last time, Sophie spoke with a few others besides the ever-present Omicron, and Jane spoke to a person she believed to be Carla de Luca. Jane and Sophie utterly failed to speak to each other. A very special thanks to premium patrons Cece Fong and Lacey Bukta, who helped make this episode possible. This is episode 27, Other People. Let us begin. Computer, respond to last played message. Error. There is no known destination. Respond anyway. Because there is no known destination, your message may not be sent. Proceed. Proceed. I don't know if you can hear me. I don't know if this is really you. There were others on Medea last week, but that doesn't mean this is anything other than space noise or someone trying to mess with my head. If this is a Cassandran intelligence officer, I'll kill your fucking mother. But if it is you, I have a lot I still need to say to you, Sophie Green. So stay alive. Do whatever you need to stay alive. I don't know how long it's going to take, but if you stay alive, then I am going to come get you. Stay alive. Stay safe. Hold on just a little longer. Goodbye. It's me. Evelyn? Omicron? Yep. That went exactly as well as I thought it would. I'm awake right now? Yep, you can you can get off of me. Oh, right. Sophie, this is... This is Sophie. Just got back from a trip past... Oh my god, is this the guy? The guy that... No, no. This is my best friend from childhood. He's not, um, no. Lieutenant Green, I need you to focus. We're practically siblings. Yeah, that makes sense. You said you wished you could communicate with more of us. Yeah, that doesn't mean slide into my bedroom with an Agent Cullen doppelganger in the middle of the night. This is not solving the problem. This is creating more problems, like... If I don't sleep... No, listen. We've come up with a plan. Sure. Is that... What is that? You've seen it before. It's the Pasithea powder. And the Pasithea cure. And there's more where that came from. My god. Know who to trust. You're looking better. Less queasy. Where's... Omicron? He stepped out. Ah. Phase two. 
Reveal the plot, convince his guardian that you haven't mangled me, convince his guardian to let you do it again. Why would anyone agree to that? Why did you? There isn't much I wouldn't do for Omicron. Don't tell him I said that. Sure. Besides, I've always been... We have a word for it, but I don't think you do. Itchy. The forms I take are never enough. I wondered whether this might make me feel more... settled. Do you feel more settled? It might be too soon to tell. Omicron told me that it changed how people look at him. Aren't you afraid of that? He's the firstborn. It matters whether he has the bearing of a leader. Me, not so much. Motherfucker, I knew it. Let me guess. He told you that our families are selflessly shouldering the burden of leadership on behalf of all of Earth. He completely believes that, by the way. Or at least he did. What changed? Maybe what you did to him? Maybe just meeting you. That would be shocking enough. It's... It's it's not entirely the treatment you gave me that's making me feel off-kilter. It's being able to talk like this with you. It's like if the trees suddenly started to talk back. I've gotten so used to only having him to talk to, and the person you look like right now, the person I'm seeing you through, he's someone I wish I could talk to, just because he never... He lets me get away with more than he should, but he... He believes I can do better, so... Well, hopefully soon you'll have a whole bevy of ghosts to talk to. Like, that's something I need. Tensions are high on the embattled little planet of Cassandra today, dear listeners. The Medea Cassandra Summit is one week away, which means Reina Valencia will leave Cassandran soil for the first time since the assassination of Rey Aurelio. There is a palpable sense of anxiety on the streets of Santa Pedra. The galaxy has experienced a riot of changes over the last two years, but none more so than Cassandra and Medea, the improbable nexuses of scientific discovery, government conspiracy, and strange encounters with bloodthirsty monsters beyond human kin. What will the summit bring? A return to the status quo? An aggressive move by the Planetary Strategic Alliance? Or will the Azulane conflict be followed by the Pasithea Wars? This is Eleanor Lopez, live from the telescope. Okay, no need to stress. Captain Crooks is on the case, yada yada. Tell me what happened one more time from the top. Joe, is this an official debrief or...? Obviously, it's an official debrief. We're in the fucking Casa Mediana, aren't we? There are tourists trotting through the audience chamber 50 feet away from us. We're on the record. Fine, okay, here's what we know. I was waiting for Dr. Moreau outside their office in the university. They stepped away briefly and I started walking to a coffee cart. Leaving the high security area to do so. It's not high security. You just need a Department of Material Sciences ID to- bup, bup, bup. You already had your turn, cuz. Yes, the coffee cart is outside the restricted area. Continue. Shortly after leaving the restricted area, I met someone who I recognized as Carla DeLuca. Ms. DeLuca and I spoke for a few minutes in the hallway about trivialities, and then we agreed to speak for a longer period of time elsewhere. We both returned to the restricted area, where I... Who suggested it? You? Her? Me. I did. We returned to the restricted area, and I input the visitor code Dr. Moreau gave me to use while working at the university. At this point, I believe I was struck over the head. I lost consciousness and woke up 20 minutes later. The theft of the university's antipasitate formula- You can just say pasitheic here. The theft occurred during those 20 minutes. Tech caught none of this, by the way. The cameras recorded nothing. Security guards saw nothing. If it weren't for every scientist in the lab waking up dazed on the floor and the freezer door being ripped off its hinges, they might have gotten away with the whole thing. 
After waking up, Dr. Moreau apprised me of the situation, and I called Ms. DeLuca using their comms device. Ms. DeLuca visually confirmed for us that she was on the other side of the planet and could not have been the individual I spoke to. Meaning the theft was carried out by an other. Yes. Fucking amazing. The Cassandrans have been arguing for months that the other attack on Nemea was fake or overblown, and that Medea somehow decided to kidnap you and hold you against your will, and get rid of Sophie Green all in one blow. Yo, I fucking told you. And a week before the big shebang, you bring us this. An other incursion into the very heart of Medea. This is gold, dude. We're... We are gonna talk about this with Cassandra and the PSA. It's the truth. Yeah, I know. That's why it's amazing. I don't think you fully understand what this means. The others didn't kill anyone. They they had ample opportunity, but they didn't even injure us. That's not totally true. A couple of scientists in the lab did wind up with concussions. All three of us know what the others are capable of. If they'd cracked my skull knocking me out, I think we could all agree that it could reasonably be them misjudging our relative toughness. That is true. So, they didn't kill anyone. They didn't hurt anyone. And what they stole was the Pasithea cure. Omicron gained the ability to communicate with us after first being forced to understand the human mind via Pasithea, and then being restored to its own capacity with the cure. They are very obviously trying to talk to us. What other motive could they possibly have? And that's exactly what I want you to argue on Perry next week. Sir. Sir. Director Diaz. Dr. Gonzalez, Josephine, George, no need to stand on formalities. Sit. I'm not going to mince words with you, Doc. You're not a Medean citizen, and I have no legal ability to compel you to present your testimony at the Perry Summit. But we need you. And when I say we, I mean not just Medea, but humanity. What exactly are you asking me to do? No other witness to the lab heist has a shred of evidence that they spoke to another. But you do. More than that, you're an expert witness. You've spoken to others before. You can contextualize and speculate about the purpose of this attack in a way that Reina Valencia and Vivian Howe might actually hear. So, come to Perry next week. Speak at the summit. As part of the Median envoy? I'm the Median director, so... Yes. If you want to walk in with the PSA or Cassandra, you should be talking to someone else. I'll do it. Humanity thanks you for your service, Dr. Gonzalez. George, you're staying here. What? You were about to ask me if you could come too. I know that face. And the answer is no. You're Medea's top expert in our single biggest offense against the others and Cassandra both. And we just lost 50 vials of that defense. I am not putting you on the same planet as Vivian Howe. You think it's going to be dangerous? No, I actually think it's going to be a good time. Plenty of canapes and cocktails. I'm still not putting you on the same ship as Dr. Gonzalez in this climate. Am I understood? Yes, sir. Great! Josephine, get Dr. Gonzalez up to speed with everything she'll need for the trip. Now, I'm late for a meeting with my generals, so I'll get out of your hair. Adios. Wait here. But- No, just wait. Please. Log. Omicron just went into the meeting with his guardian and the other family heads. I'm waiting in this, um, I guess if I were back in Cassandra, I'd call it an antechamber, but that feels wrong here for some reason. It looks more like a closet. There are all these containers. I could open one and just take a gander and see. Nah, this isn't. We're going by the book right now. If nothing comes of this, I can start skulking around again. Okay, details. Uh, this is it. The big pitch. He didn't tell me everything, but the sense I get is that once Omicron told his guardian what I did to Cullen, this other I'm calling Cullen, Cullen 2, once Omicron's guardian saw what I did to Cullen 2, he was, well, it sounded like he was having two different reactions at once, sort of like Evelyn's parents did when they found out he was dating me. Like, how their first reaction was, oh no, 
this girl is not good enough for our son. And their second reaction was, the fact that our son is dating this girl is going to make him look so good. Like I was an extracurricular for his resume. Anyway, Omicron's guardian was completely horrified, but he was also impressed, I think. Part of it for sure was that now his child isn't the only other on Earth to have this um, thing going on. And he's not saying it, but I think that's part of it for Omicron too. Like, he says he's doing it for me, and for the others, and for humanity, and I think that's all true. But he's also doing it because he wants to be right about something, and he wants to get back in his guardian's good graces, and he doesn't want to be alone. Anyway, so what happened then is that Cullen 2 told his guardian, and his guardian was completely horrified, though not as much as the other guardians when Omicron's guardian and Cullen 2's guardians told them that Omicron and Cullen 2 are in charge of building this bridge with humans. Apparently, they were like, no, if the cruiser is out of the dock, we need in on this unholy process, too, just to make sure the two of you aren't plotting to overthrow the rest of us or whatever. Turns out, the others are just as paranoid as we are. So... That's what's happening now. They're in there talking about which of their family members get to be the test cases, and apparently that involves a lot of inter- and intra-family negotiating, which I cannot be there for, even though I can't understand any of them, and that's the whole point. I've been remembering more. I should keep track of this, too, I guess, because, I, I don't know. Um, I'm a test case, too. I've been remembering more of that time between killing Evelyn and asking Jane to take the memory away and waking up in Mercy House. I thought I had all of it within, uh, let's say, months of Jane administering the cure. If she asked, I'd say I had the that memory back immediately. I mean, I guess she fucking knows that. She's the one I cried all over. Tried to bury my head on her shoulder in her stomach in her lap like I couldn't get far enough away from... <clears throat> knowing. Anyway, she fucking knows that part. So I'd say I was at 60% immediately, then probably 70% by the time Omicron took me, but that 10% was just shading in what had already come back. Then I guess the test got tampered with when they transported me. I don't know at what rate the rest of it would have come back if that hadn't happened, but I think after I'd been here a few months, I was at 85, 90%, and it came on so gradually and fucking gently, that I barely noticed, except I'd be jogging and I'd think, oh, this is like the week I spent running. Just literally running away from my problems. Way too on the nose. So, yeah, it came back in pieces. I thought I had it all. And when I say had it all, I mean the normal amount that anyone remembers about an event and its aftermath when so much time has passed and so much has happened. But no. Because recently, I've been getting these zaps, or like, honestly, burps. What it feels like most is the end of a ketchup tube when the last bits explode out randomly. It's a shock when it happens. It's not gradual or gentle, but when it's done, I feel more whole. I remembered the orange flowers my mom sent me. I remembered the day I wasn't on rotation and the cleaner came to clean the barracks and I wouldn't move for him. I remembered getting a warning for being AWOL, even though I was still on base, but I was too drunk to stand. It should have been more than a warning. I remember throwing the flowers my mom sent me out the window. I remember the light on the bottom of my ship when it was getting washed off. I remembered that at the funeral, Jane's black sweater was a different black than her black shirt. I remember the night they had ice cream at the mess and I choked on nothing on ice cream because the flavor was Evelyn's favorite flavor. I remembered that Evelyn's favorite flavor was mango. But I already knew that. I've been asking myself why I'm doing this. Going along with Omicron's plan. Trying to get home. I have a lot of answers but none of them feel as honest as this, like, bone-deep, humiliating feeling. Like, is she mad at me? This need to, like, look Jane in the eye, remembering everything I remember now, and see what she thinks of me. See if she can even look back at me. 
because I should know the answer to that question. That memory never got taken from me. But the more time that passes since I've seen her, the harder it is to remember. It's easier to remember what she looked like at the funeral and after. I can remember that, too. I'm all out of order. I... You can come in. They've decided. Listeners, I am here on the charming little planet of Perry, situated on the outer edge of the PSA. Only three days flight to Medea and two to Cassandra. The summit is being held in the ancient summer palace, temporarily transformed from its current life as a tourist attraction to the site of a historic reckoning between the two martial sister planets and the Planetary Strategic Alliance. Crowds throng the gardens outside the palace, waiting for the two delegations to exit their ships and make their way into the palace. Oh, oh, listeners, that is the Cassandran ship. The doors of the Golden Dawn are opening. The first members of the Cassandran delegation are exiting. This is an unusual breach of protocol for Cassandra, who usually follow the tradition set by other independent planets and, and wait for the PSA minister to make an opening appeal before setting foot on the planet. This could signal a new approachability, but she is, she's coming out. I see a familiar shining head of, get out of the way. Ah! about Leo, but he makes a great entrance. Crowds love him, always have. That, that is a lot of people. No, not really. Just a couple hundred. A couple hundred isn't a lot? The security protocols for the summit are way stricter than they were for the friendship delegation. They'd let anybody up to talk to us then. Oh. You ready for this? Yeah. Yeah, um, what are the odds on someone being assassinated at one of these things? Like... You mean like Rey Aurelio? Yeah. Pretty low. Right. Obviously. Not zero. Right. Although, you know, if someone was gonna kill you, it wouldn't be an assassination. It would be a regular murder. Since you're not, like, officially politically affiliated with anywhere. What? Just kidding! Lots of people probably want to kill you for ideological reasons. Uh, is this your version of a pep talk? Alright, let's go. Hi, George. As we agreed, I am checking in. I'm fine, and you don't need to worry. We made it to Perry safely, which you probably know because we like, I mean, there were probably a hundred journalists out there. I'm pretty sure I saw Eleanor Lopez kick a rival journalist to the ground and climb over them in stiletto heels trying to get a little closer to Reina Valencia. <sighs> Did they show the lockdown on the news? It's part of what they're calling their cuckoo's nest protocols. Their answer to, is someone at this high security, politically fraught, and incredibly fragile interplanetary conference secretly a bloodthirsty cannibal alien masquerading as somebody's aide for reasons only they know. Eleanor Lopez stepped on someone's face, and suddenly a bunch of sirens sounded, a bunch of glass barricades popped up in the middle of the courtyard so no one could run anywhere, and a bunch of extremely self-serious kids in Perry black jackets came out to take roll. Completely useless in terms of other protection, but I guess it stopped the press from killing each other, so that's something. It was... strange, seeing the Cassandran delegation across the courtyard. Blanc was there, in the distance. He didn't do anything, but I know he saw me, even through the sunglasses. And, of course, she was there. The last time I saw Reina Valencia in person, she was telling me the others existed. 
trying to twist my arm into doing what she wanted, which um, I guess I did for a little while. I hate politics. Anyway, I'm sure you saw the footage. I'm sure you saw her speak to me after she exchanged some ritual back and forth with Director Diaz, although I've been told the mics didn't pick up the sound. She said, Jane, how nice to see you. I, I hate politicians. I don't know if it's the same for you, but on Cassandra, the royals are just everywhere. They're not really people, they're symbols. Rarelio didn't attend school, he had private tutors. He spent his whole life behind this golden curtain, and we all knew him as, like, someone who said all the right things, who committed to mostly boring policies, who did exactly what we expected him to do, because it was exactly what his mother did before him. A known quantity from birth to death. Valencia wasn't born into it. She was... I mean, I never met her, but Evelyn remembered seeing her at a party when he was younger. His family were like that. And, um, so people knew her as, like, a person. The girl next door who became the princess and then became the queen. A ridiculous fairy tale, honestly. The people who lived next door to her were probably 20 miles away on their own 20-mile estate. But we loved her, you know? She was a really good story. And then her husband died and she was... Like, she was all we had? She was our queen. My queen. I hate her. I'm not exactly a fan of your cousins, though, so don't get any ideas about me and Medea in the long term. I'm doing a bad job of reassuring you I'm not losing it. I promise I'm actually fine. I'm supposed to testify tomorrow afternoon. The rest of the time, I'm just here, keeping my head down, not talking to any Cassandrans, eating canapes. Say hi to Ferris and Freddy for me. Hi, sweetheart. It's me. Uh, when we talked earlier, I forgot to mention that I went ahead and canceled the surface craft inspection. If that was even on your radar, you have enough going on, and I can get around to it when I get back. Not much news otherwise. We finally got into our rooms after the hotel sweep. My room looks out at the mountains. And I have it to myself, which was a pleasant surprise, given how many of us came along. There's more of a budget for this thing than I would have predicted. I can just hear you now. And my response to that would be, these things matter. Ritual and appearances have gotten more desperate people through tougher times than these. The last time I was on Perry must have been, oh, five, six years before the war? No, it was six, because I was here with Edgar and Ani on the Grand Tour. And then I came back and went to see the Sacrament Light Show, and who did they seat me next to? One moment. That'll be... I'm on duty for discussions this afternoon, and I'm not sure how late they'll run. Perhaps... Yes? I wasn't sure you'd heard me. I heard you. I'm just... So they gave you the mountain view. You don't have a mountain view, I take it. It doesn't matter. I got the good coffee maker. They're ready for us downstairs. Phoenix is 20 minutes out. All right. Did you see Jane Gonzalez down there? Shouldn't we be going? Bold as brass. You'd think Medea would have more sense. That's none of my business, Agent Blanc. And it's not just us she should worry about. After what happened to Director Moon, I'm sure the PSA would love to get her alone for a heart-to-heart. -heart. Michael! At some point, you clearly started taking this Jane Gonzalez business personally, and I worry that- You're one to talk, Sophie Green. I worry that you're still letting your personal feelings drive your judgment. What did they demote you to again? I'm surprised you're even here. Wounded pride is a dangerous thing. Keep it in check. We are here to protect the Queen and see that these talks benefit Cassandra. Everything else is noise. Did you want to fuck her? <laughs> Watch yourself. And consider yourself lucky I am a very forgiving man. 
after you, Agent Blanc. was that? That was what I came here to give. My testimony. What the fuck was that ending? I did exactly what you and Director Diaz instructed. I accurately described what I witnessed and used my prior experience with the others to speculate as to the reasons. I gave you everything you need to take the obvious next step. Jesus Christ. The others are trying to communicate with us. This is the second step they've taken in that direction. The first was kidnapping Lieutenant Green. Oh, don't say Lieutenant Green like I didn't see her sucking your face off on Maya. The others took one human alive. Oh, please. I know George wants me to humor you, but... Now they've acquired the means to speak with more than one human. They are making overtures. The only reasonable overture we could make in return is to send a ship after Omicron and Lieutenant Green to facilitate diplomatic engagement. You know what? It's funny. There are a whole lot of important people here. Representatives from three different governments... There are generals and royals and presidents and directors in that room. And this may shock and amaze you. It's their fucking job to decide what to do with your information. Do you have any idea what you could have just fucked up in there? There's a war on the line and you go off the fucking book? You told me to speculate. You did that. I'm being honest and truthful to the best of my ability, and and if what I know to be true could also save a human life, then I have the duty to- Shut the fuck up. Duty? You're a citizen of nowhere. You are loyal to nothing. From where I'm sitting, it looks like you've betrayed every single person, nation, entity, whatever, that ever try to give you a home or job or a mission. Duty? You want to save your girlfriend? I get it. But don't talk to me about duty until you put your hand over your fucking heart and swear loyalty to something bigger than yourself and your special little morals. Okay. I'm going to see how much of your mess I can mop up. Stay here. Don't talk to anyone. Don't give any journalists any significant looks. Don't do anything. Try not to breathe. Sound good? Great. Was there something else you wanted to... Oh. Sorry to startle you. I didn't realize anyone was here. Would you like me to find somewhere else? No need. Would you like one? No, thank you. I don't smoke. Wise of you. It's a horrible habit, but I like the excuse to take breaks here and there. You're with the Cassandran delegation? Yes. I shouldn't be speaking to you. Probably not. That was quite a speech you gave in there. Thank you. You know, uh, if anyone could make it through this, I think it would be her. Tell that to your queen. I'll take it under advisement. Thank you. I did have a question for you, actually. I'm not going to answer a Cassandran politician's questions. (laughs) Oh, I'm not a politician. Don't worry. I'm just a minor aide these days. I just wanted your thoughts on the security protocols the PSA has in place here. I'm a scientist, not a security expert. I want to discuss the scientific aspect of it, actually. The cuckoo's nest protocols that have our hosts rather on edge. Lockdowns, checking names and faces off a list. In your opinion, could these precautions help identify another? Are you a reporter? No, no. Just curious. I've never met another. Okay, then. Sure, but it's unlikely. If you found two identical clones in a crowd, you'd know you had another. 
but we've never actually seen them do that before. Deliberately take the shape of someone who should belong in this space. The shapes they take are intuitive, dependent on the psychology of the individuals they interact with. When I met the other in Guadalupe, it didn't walk into the facility disguised as a doctor who had the credentials to be there. It encountered me, and so it looked like someone I had been thinking of recently. Someone with very little reason to belong in that building. I see. Thank you. That's very helpful. Did Reina Valencia send you? For a smoke? Have I given you all the answers you were looking for? I hate to disappoint you, but I really had no idea you'd be out here. The Median delegation is on the other side of the building right now. I just wanted that little break. It's been a very busy week. Sure. I should really be getting back. I'm glad I had the chance to speak with you, Dr. Gonzalez. Is that sound real? It sounds so much like summer in Santa Pedra. I might not be hearing the same sound you're hearing, even in this form. Yeah, that's fucking weird. That all seven of you agreed, for one. (laughs) That the heads of your families agreed? I mean, I get it, it's a huge deal. If it weren't a huge deal, they wouldn't still be in there hashing out what we do next while you, I don't know, babysit me? And another thing that's fucking weird is, I don't know, like, when the seven of you came in one by one to get dosed, I kept expecting to see... I mean, it's not like anyone was a total shock. I've seen you all around before, but I think I expected, well... Omicron was Evelyn, you know, and there have been all these other Evelyns running around, and part of me thought, at least one, at least one is going to turn into him, and I'll have, I don't know, a second chance to see someone be him. The ones who follow me around like a herd of ducklings aren't him. They're just fucking echoes of pain or whatever. They're a bruise. And Omicron isn't him either even though they're both stubborn as hell and little rich kids besides. And I know that if one of you had taken his form, they wouldn't have been him either, but maybe it would have been a better fit. Jane told me... Jane met one of you once. He looked like Evelyn. He was convincing a little at first. It wouldn't have to be for long at all, I just... And maybe it would be a terrible idea. Maybe I would be worse off because, you know, I have been feeling, um, better. When I first got here, I thought about a lot, and... Maybe it would hurt. Maybe it wouldn't be worth it. Maybe... If Jane were here, she'd tell me I'm being irrational, but when each of you came in to be dosed, and you were Cullen and Steptoe and Eleanor Lopez, and fucking Captain Dunn, and my mom, and Anna goddamn Allegros, I knew I wasn't going to get my chance, and I felt... I wanted to apologize... to his face and know that he heard me. I wanted that. But no. No new Evelyn. You're just... You're all just... other people. So, tell me about this woman I look like. (laughs) I... Don't know much about her, to be honest. She was on a ship with me. She was doing her job. What's her name? Steptoe. Lieutenant Steptoe. Linda? Hmm. I'll be Linda, then. I want to get in quick before you gave me a name like Omicron. That wasn't all me. Think they'll be much longer? Do you really want them to rush? 
They're deciding your entire future in there. How come you're out here? Curiosity. Plus, I'm not someone who stands out in a crowd. I wanted to meet you on my own. I think you'd stand out in a crowd. Sorry, that was habit. It's okay. It's not, but thanks. You may not be here, but you sure do look like someone who used to be my subordinate. It's hard to explain why we assume the specific forms we do, but it usually has something to do with strong emotion. You might not remember the name of the person turned into, but something about them. Yes. Why do you think you want to communicate with us? Why us of everyone? Why not her? I thought we weren't going to mention her. It seemed weird not to when she's been sitting over there this entire time. I see her all the time. She never talks to me. Hmm. I don't even know whether it's the same other, but always, always, the silent Jane. Is this someone else you wish you could apologize to? I can do that anytime. She's not dead. But she's not here. And whatever they decide in there, I doubt it will bring you closer to her. Jane. Jane, I'm... Nope. Nope. I can't do this. Sorry. Nope. That's them, anyway. Maybe another time. This is a test of the automated security system. This is a suspected incursion alert. If you are inside the protected area, please remain calm and remain where you are. PSA agents will be with you shortly. Well, I guess I'm not going that way. Gonzalez. Gonzalez! Captain Crooks? Come here. Why are you whispering? Because this is a closed-door meeting, and there are people with microphones all over this complex, you gormless newborn. Get in here. <clears throat> Graciela is the Mead ambassador, and she will be doing the talking. Do not speak until she gives you the go-ahead. Clear? Crystal. Fucking hooray! As you can see, we are willing to be as transparent as necessary. Captain, doctor, have a seat. I notice Dr. Moreau isn't joining us. And you haven't brought the entire Rowley conspiracy to Perry either. Now is not the time for games. Is that the Cassandra ambassador? Shut up! Very well. You went to some lengths to get us off the record and away from Howe and Vici. Was there something you wanted to offer us? An addendum to the Caledon Agreement. Is that a joke? An addendum to the Caledon Agreement and mining rights on Trevi. I have a question for Dr. Gonzalez. Please. How long do the effects of the Pasithea Cure last? Uh, can I answer him? Please. We only have short-term studies to rely on. The cure was first given to a human being last year. Pasithea itself is less than three years old. It remains a theory that the effects of Pasithea are permanent. A reasonable theory, but until we can observe the effects 10, 20, 50 years down the road, we won't know. Answer the question. We have not needed to administer more than one dose of the cure in order for test subjects to retain full knowledge of their missing memories. We have not needed to administer more than one dose of the cure in order for test subjects to retain full knowledge of their missing memories. It is too early to know if subjects will require multiple doses, but we are six months in and holding steady. How fast can the cure be manufactured? Doctor? For mass production? Three months? Three months. Eight million aura if you purchased enough doses for all essential personnel. I'd call that costly. We're willing to negotiate that. 
you're not the only ones. Eight million is a dent in the Cassandran treasury, but practically invisible to the Strategic Alliance Galactic Bank. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying Medea's offer to share scientific resources has practical limitations. You have two production facilities on IOS. Those are private companies. They're Cassandran buildings. They're yours. We send Median teams to your facilities, have the costs. You want us to allow Median government agents onto IOS? Median scientists, Jasper. Median agents who I'm sure would have absolutely no interest in our mining facilities. That's a non-starter. No one here is interested in resuming hostilities. The military exercises over Letnos last week. Routine. The kidnapping of a top Cassandran scientist. Dr. Gonzalez, are you here of your own free will? Uh, I am. Dr. Gonzalez just stood in front of this assembly and told the Planetary Strategic Alliance that Sophie Green might be alive and in the hands of the others. She is. Shut up! She is. Medea publicly implies that the Cassandran military has a special responsibility to get involved in an alien conflict that just so happens to be well outside the boundaries of the peninsula, not two years after a ceasefire without a treaty. Dr. Gonzalez is an outside expert, not a Medean citizen, and has no power to speak for Medea. Sophistry. Whatever promises Vice President Howe has made you, we still... Director, Director, Director Diaz. Diaz. That's enough, I think. No more proxies, Val. Let's talk. Your, Your Majesty. Majesty. My queen. Leo. Impulsive as always. Merited, don't you think? The last time we spoke privately was in Guadalupe. The day my husband died. I remember you had liked my Azuline ring. What do you need to say to my face, exactly? You can't join the PSA. Cassandra has refused membership to the PSA for 300 years. Has she offered membership to you? We said no. Medea and Cassandra have been independent since before the monarchy, and I'm willing to do what it takes to stay that way. Your signing bonus would be Caledon and Ayas. Land 300,000 Medeans died trying to steal. Land 500,000 Cassandrans died protecting. We're saying no no matter what the signing bonus is. They'll force us into obedience and install a governor, keeping me as a puppet queen if they can and deposing me if they can't. I don't want that to happen. I saw your address to the troops after the Battle of Letnos. You'd love to have my head on a pike. I'm not going to cut off my nose to spite my face. I want an independent Medea more than I want to win a war. I thought we were speaking plainly. I am. Plainly, then? I don't believe you. What are they offering you? My head on a pike? I already fought a war for your head. Let me guess. Is it Letnos? Or is it just military support? No more 80-year-old bombers in the air. No more fighting on the defense. Plus a sweeter deal than ever before on shipping Azaline to Telos. You'd have wealth, power, revenge... You'd be the most popular queen in a hundred years. All you have to do is just sign away Cassandra's future. What are you offering me, Leo? A peace treaty. <laughs> a true peace, not a ceasefire. You heard the telescope last week. We could be the Pastea Peninsula, not the first front of the Pastea Wars. You have Pastea. We have the Pastea Cure. We have the first bomb and the first radio all in one. They need us. We make the PSA rely on us as we use our technology to fight the damn alien threat. You and me, we make a real alliance. We draw a line in the sand that they can't ignore. Think about it. We send a team of Medan and Cassandran operatives to the other's home planet. We rescue Sophie Green. We smash the hell out of the common enemy. We get our war, and the PSA helps us fight it because we're their first defense. We'd have leverage over them we haven't had since the revolution. We just need to stop trying to kill each other. Aurelio's dead. Cassandra will not forgive that. I didn't kill Aurelio. Not with your hands. 
But his blood is still on them. What, do you need a trial? We'll give you one. Sir. Cut the bullshit. You want a head, we'll give you a head. But this is it, Val. This is the moment. If one of us caves, the other one goes down. In five years, there will be no independent peninsula. Just the others and the PSA. Renounce your claims to Ayas and Caledon. I need to talk to Congress about that. Renounce Ayas and Caledon in perpetuity today and send Jane Gonzalez back to Cassandra. Then we'll talk. Caledon requires an act of Congress. We can talk about Caledon. Ayas. Today. And Gonzalez leaves with us. Done. Peace, then. to peace. Thank you for listening to the Pasithea Powder. This was episode 27, Other People. Tune in next time to see what happens now that peace has been declared. Jackie Hedeman was the voice of Sophie Green. Molly Ogin was Jane Gonzalez. Ian Andrews was the voice of Evelyn and Omicron. Kat Evans was the voice of Linda. Antal Spectrzewski was Agent Colin. And Colin Killick voiced Agent Blanc. Ren Mojica was Josephine Crooks. Rowana Cruz was the Median Ambassador. Joel De Jesus was the Cassandran Ambassador. And Tim Briggs was George Moreau. Leo Diaz was voiced by Miguel Lacops Wentes. And Reina Valencia was Sarah Rebecca Gaglio. The voice of the computer was Cade Lebron. The PSA automated voice was Cece Vaughn. And the swoon-worthy Jackie Andrews was Eleanor Lopez. Narration by The Art of Losing, which isn't hard to master. And original music by Annie Moriondo. If you've enjoyed our little story, please rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. It really helps. You can find us on your favorite podcast player on Twitter at Pasathea Powder or on our website, PasatheaPowder.com, where show scripts are available. To help us do what we do best, please consider becoming a patron. For bonus content and to support production costs, find us on Patreon. Or to make a one-time donation, visit our Ko-fi. The Pasithea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Our heroines will return in episode 28, Borrowed Time.